One Word is a production of BFAC On Air. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to One Word. One Word. Oh, that's right. That's uh, an unfamiliar voice you hear That is an unfamiliar voice there. I am Dominic. I'm Jenna. I am Ivan. And I'm Chloe. Wow. Who's that one person? What that was that, huh? We have a guest. Huh? Hey, 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 hey. We've got a guest host. Ivan is your new word. Ivan, yes. <laughs> Ivan, our word for today is Ivan. Ivan uh, no, Ivan uh, was gracious enough to come and join us today. Zoe had to be out, so Ivan came in and uh, stepped up to the locked plate. her in the trunk. Uh, That's not true. I didn't do that. He really wanted to be part of this podcast, so he locked her in a trunk. How romantic. Romantic. (laughs) It was a big gesture. (laughs) A grand, grand gesture. We talk talk a lot about grand gestures. We do talk about grand gestures. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe how grand gestures don't have to be expensive or really ornate, but sometimes simplicity Mm -hmm. is the grandest of gestures, which is... That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So don't. I'm not giving you a Valentine Carol. Get, get down here. It's not gonna happen. Listen here. I get over here and get this Valentine. It's almost Never. like we're in a rom com, <laughs> <laughs> which we also discussed. <laughs> we, if you were so uh, a few, I can't remember which podcast that was. What we talked about. Oh, that it was, was the tradition, right? the tradition, yes. Yeah. And Carol and Jerome made made an appearance. And sometimes they come back; they just run through the room. They they run through it's craziest thing. Carol, and yeah. then they run back out. It's and then they crazy. run back out. <laughs> they also take the mics and speak into them. They do. It's a little volatile. That's great. We also talk a little bit about the history of Valentine's Day on this wonderful month in this month that we recorded. On this, yeah. in this wonderful <laughs> month. On this in this wonderful month. Yeah, there's some yeah. interesting. I think there's one thing we didn't get to. We didn't get to talk about the origination, the origination of the phrase like "from your Valentine." Yeah. Because Saint Valentine, when he was in prison back in you know ye old times, ye old times, he signed a letter <laughs> from your Valentine, and those that is the origination of giving Valentines. How interesting is it's that? It's actually kind of precious. It, it is. Precious. Oh, it I is. hate that it's precious, but it's precious. Well, it's okay. He was old probably at the time, oh. so you'd find it totally cute Perfect. and likable. So. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to hear a lot of my cynicism. Yeah, that's um, okay. Yep. Cynicism right. is A-OK. A-O. So this is this is a, a fairly lengthy episode. So It is. Buckle I, your seatbelts. Buckle your seatbelts. And get ready. Get if on the love train. While you're driving, your seatbelt you should, should be already buckled. Already. Yeah, if, you're, if you're driving, you should be buckled already. That's a romantic gesture you can do for those that if you love. If you're at home, it is. You buckle in your loved ones and, and force them to listen. Yes. <laughs> as a gesture. Just as a reminder, we have an email address. We do. You can email us at email devices. one word at bataviafineartscenter.org. That center is spelled C-E-N-T-R-E. Feel free to email us word suggestions tell us we're dumb and we got it all wrong correct (laughs) us that would be great we'll we'll put that in here if if you do that or just tell us uh, something you like so we know and we we've received a couple of emails and so we just want to say thank you to those of you who have yeah we 
um, really you. appreciate um, every time we get to hear from you. So that's awesome. Yeah. You could also say that you like us on your podcast app that you're listening to this on. Yes. Yeah. That'd be so Rate nice of you. Five stars if you want Ivan to slowly take over each cast member and have it just be <laughs> Ivan's work. <laughs> of wow. Ivan Ivan's taken over the podcast and it's his first one. So give it a high rating because I know you all want to hear more of me. <laughs> well, I don't think there's any more reason for us to keep talking uh, without further ado. I just have one word for you. Romance. So our word for this month, romance, comes from the French vernacular, where it initially indicated a verse narrative. This word was mm. originally an adverb of Latin origin, romanicus, meaning mm. of the Roman style. So that's fun. Let's spell it, first of all. Romance. R-O-M-A-N-C-E. Correct. Romance. So that is correct. Now, <laughs> what would you do if I said R-O-M-A-N-Z? Um, that's how... Yeah, I got nothing. I think that would be. I think it would be like. I think it'd be like a band of Romans, but like Romans, like they're like cool and yeah, exactly. So the Romans. That is the old French for the speech of the people, Mm. right? And then there's another word, and this one is spelled R O M A N I C E. Roman nice, and that is Latin. That is the ultimate for version the, of the vulgar Italian. tongue. Oh, the vulgar oh, tongue. Yeah, not nice. Well, well, I mean, why isn't it nice? Why you would you know, say I that? Just, well, vulgar typically vulgar. has a connotation yeah. of not being. Maybe we should nice. make that one of our Maybe words. Maybe vulgar, vulgar should be an upcoming word. You guys right? should have invited me on Pat's that word. Of po- I would have yeah. much more to say if we were talking about a <laughs> podcast with vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it kind of shifts to the language in which the work is written in itself. It's applied to narrative compositions and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So in modern French, though, the R-O-M-A-N, Roman, is just a novel. Yeah. Right? I, I had heard about that. Um, I was reading something on Reddit. Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, they were saying, like, novels in in france are called roman uh and yeah. they were saying that it started that way because a lot of the time that it became like those novels were often of a um like had a lot of love or like grand gestures of things and so uh because a lot of those stories were being written that way then that's kind of how romance and romance like that it became synonymous a little bit with each other with the meaning of like i like a the love story i like what you said about the grand gesture mm-hmm. of things that's really interesting if we were to not have researched this and looked into what romance means what do we think most of society might think of as romance I mean, I do think of, like, the big gestures yeah. and, like, flowers and the kind like, of things that you see in the movies. I think of, like, yes. a period piece of a guy yeah. who's, so he's, like, in the upper class, but he's got his shirt unbuttoned, so you know that he's Ooh, actually, yeah, like, he a, he's reading his book, <laughs> mm-hmm. so he's, like, a scholar, he's, like, a he's like a charming nobody, and then the girl at the a ball with, like, the dress who's, like, got all these people she's supposed to marry, but she chooses mm. him instead. And then they do some English country dancing, <laughs> yeah, and there's exactly, music. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and it's a ball. And then they have, like, they, they talk during the ball, and they have quippy little dialogue that I shows how intelligent each one is. But they hate each other, and then later they yeah, fall but she, in and love. She is, and I she, love Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> and she dislikes how, she dislikes how like, nonchalant and quippy, 
equipment he is, but but he he charms her with his intellectual capabilities yes, and his like wow. outside of the. This is very framework. detailed. Elaborate. Yeah. Well, that's because I've seen this in like seven different Netflix shows. Yeah. Yes. Well, oh, we're gonna talk about that in a little bit okay. too. About the, that. Oh. It's so grand gesture, and we've got like yours is a very specific period. Yeah, it, it sounds is. like it. Like I could yeah. feel the way they were dressed there. Yeah. What about you, Jenna? I, what, when, what do you think about romance when okay. we say romance? What do you think? Here's the thing. Oh, okay. please share us Here's something thing. y'all need to know about Jennifer Carpenter. <laughs> okay. I have, there is a love-hate relationship within me with the word romance. Well, right? Love-hate. Love-hate. <laughs> oh, I hate that y'all just made that connection. Well, you just, <laughs> but you just said the word hate again. Uh, I despise it. Okay, That's so I, it is, it's, it's, it is very harsh. I... Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> How many times have I said that? Romance drives me crazy, but also I love the idea of it. There's part of me that really buys into this idea of, oh my gosh, I want someone to make these, you know, grand gestures. I want somebody to, you know, think about the things that I would love or want to do or yada, 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 and, and do those for me. But then the other part of me is like, my all these movies all these ideas of romance that the world has built up has ruined my sense of what is real it's almost like right it's almost like it's too much for my brain so if i see my mom watches hallmark movies all the time yeah right and so there's constantly people falling in love in my house and so (laughs) so i cannot escape like my brain cannot get off of the path of you could fall in love with somebody at any moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe that garbage man who's driving by on his truck sees you for a hot second well, and is like, love. this woman is the person I'm supposed well, to be with. Well, do you believe then in Then maybe love the next time, Ivan, he comes <laughs> along on the garbage truck with a bouquet of flowers. Now we're writing a romantic comedy again. He knows I don't like flowers. So he's brought me Coca-Cola for some reason. I don't know how he knows this. He just <laughs> does, right? And then I know it's meant to be because he rode by my house. He stopped and gave me, and all this might be going through my head over the course of like the 10 seconds that I saw this man drive past on this garbage truck. So do you believe in love at first sight then? Do you believe in like the like eye contact, you are immediately in love? Kind I of don't thing? believe in love at first sight, but I feel like... It'd be fun. I, it, mm-hmm. would, it would be fun, but I think there's been so many years. Like, okay, I am 39 years old. I will be 40 this year. I have... 40 is good. I've warmed it up for you. Hey. <laughs> I have been on two dates in my lifetime. Their first dates. One of them I didn't even really know it was a date. (laughs) And so I think like over all these years, the cynicism has been built up in me because it's like nobody has been interested in the time or that I know of. Nobody has like brought out these romantic gestures. Not that I don't believe that it couldn't happen, but it's kind of, I feel there was this article I was reading that was saying like that romantic ideas can destroy your chance at love because Mm. you've built things up so much that when something does come along, maybe you don't even see it or maybe you don't even like there's too much expectation happening because of what we've built up in ourselves. That's interesting. So if we're talking about that, what might components of romance be? So that we're building up, what are those things that we build up? I've got some research that says there's 
three basic things that romance has in it, right? Okay. So one is love, chivalry, and adventure. Oh. Those are kind of the three things that when they come together, that is the romance. I think the adventure or those grand gestures or those things, uh, those kind of heighten some of those other feelings to give it that romance swept away type of thing, right? Yeah. Well, that stems that stems from like the the sort of medieval England idea of courting someone. Yeah, what do you know about that? So, well, basically, like, up until the Victorian era, Mm -hmm. marriage and, like, courtship and betrothal wasn't really, it was rarely done out of actual, like, love for the person. Yeah, it was a completely different thing. It was usually very arranged. Back in, like, the 12th century, it was a, um, what it would be is it would usually be an arranged marriage. So it would be an arranged marriage for, like, a social, for, like, a social status kind of reason for some sort of, some part in the social hierarchy. And it would usually be, um, they would, the, the two young lovers would, like, be courted um, by their parents, like they would force them to court each other. And then it would sort of turn into the man trying yeah. to impress and like get to know. And like, that's, that's where can, these wait, stories. Can I just put a pause in you real quick? Cause mm-hmm. I have a story here about when I was younger uh, and I was trying to impress someone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so let me set the scene for you real quick. Okay. Of course. So we're, we're standing around in college and I'm, I'm in this like lower area where all the tables are for how long was your hair <laughs> my hair was short back then okay. it was very short okay and so there's this girl wait did you have a guitar i did not have okay. a guitar oh, keep going no oh. but so there's this girl and she's on the upper level and she starts walking down the stairs and my friends all knew and so i i go to my friend i i tap him and i say okay i'm, I'm gonna talk to her this time i'm gonna talk to her oh my gosh right and so here she comes and it's like the feeling where like like things kind of maybe slow down a little bit, right? And it becomes hazy all around the object, right? And perhaps some low music starts angelic. to play. <laughs> and then a bit of an- angelic choir she gets well. closer and closer. Oh, no. And here she comes. She's about to pass. And 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 with my head, I just cock my head back a little bit, you know? And, yeah, like those up. And, and I go... What's up? And I go, hey, how you doing, right? Except what came out of my mouth was, mm, goosh. Mm, goosh. Mm, goosh. And then to, to put the exclamation point on that, I just kind of did an affirmative head nod, like, yep, I said that to you. Mm-hmm. Did you. Did you stay standing or did you walk away? Uh, I stayed there like that's exactly what's supposed to happen, everyone. <laughs> what did what did she do? She just kept walking. She Have said you... no to you. She did not <laughs> yes and Wait, you're beautiful. Do you know, like, do you talk to this person? Uh, no, no, I, uh, I, I do not talk to this person. And uh, no, I, I do not believe I ever really spoke to this person. Um, okay, but I'm going to believe that she heard you. And later she was like, oh, my goodness. Mungush is what people are saying. <laughs> She's like, Mungush is something I just didn't understand. Is it my fault? Yes, that is exactly what I would have believed as well. Yeah. That, so, anyways, that's yeah. it spawned that story in me. Yeah. When no. You said that. So it was. Um, but yeah, it would usually involve um, the man like writing. It would like writing notes and sort of trying to impress her with like his his chivalry and his talent. And that's sort of where these. It's. 
that's sort of where these kind of ideas of like the guy like riding like a white knight on a horse, mm-hmm. you know, to save mm-hmm. the damsel in distress. That's yeah. a lot of where this kind of idea came from. Yeah. Um, like that's like, I mean, even, you know, like modern day fairy tale stuff like Tangled or, or like, Tangled. like it's like, it's the so whole good. thing that like Shrek plays on, you know, is like the saving the, the damsel in distress. That's where that came from. But yeah, so that was, but then in the Victorian era, when in England, the sort of middle class, mm-hmm actually came to exist in primarily in like England, but across Europe as well. That's when the idea of marrying someone to like start a family and like, because you care about them was kind of a a real topic. I mean, it still wasn't, I mean, this was like 18th century or 19th century England. And so there was still a lot of like stigma and a lot of, but the, the concept of actually courting a, a woman because, you know, you wanted to like start a family with her quote unquote was, um, that's that's when that idea kind of came about. And that's so that's interesting because you I feel like we always think that that was always sort of the reason that things came about was like, oh, oh no. you know, but um, oh, when we were talking about the French calling, you know, novel stuff Romans and, and the explanation of that, they were saying uh, something I had read was saying that that the Romans during that time were thought to have these grand gestures and such because their romance, their their love or what they you know saw as love didn't last forever it only lasted for like yeah. it was like what like a few months or something like that and so, that's all they really kind of were going for like yeah. this grand love for just a short amount so do of we time. know ovid yeah right so th- there's something that says ovid did not think that romance was anything that would last more than you know between six and 18 months mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow that's what a romance was. You yeah. were looking for six to 18 months and you enjoyed it while it lasted. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and that's, and like marriage and romance were two separate things because they would, I'm like, kids would be married off at ages like 12 and 14. You know, like you would have like, they would have prearranged marriages from birth. And then the second that they like reached like a teenage years, they would be married off for like yeah. these, these purposes. And, and that's why that sort of romantic idea of like, that's I think that's why I have that. Uh, that's like why like Jane Austen novels and you know like period p- period Austen. pieces of like young young couples in love that that spawned during that sort of nineteenth century England because people started getting married married later and later in life because mm-hmm. it was it started people were like oh that was when the concept of like developing your career or like sort of like getting an education before you got married or before you started a family. Was, and you know was what? Around that became. Jane Austen time was also called the Romantic Era. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Because yeah. Jane Austen, I mean, I'm reading Pride and Prejudice right now. I've said so how many good. times that I love Jane Austen. I, I also love Jane Austen, which I hate to say, but I love it. <laughs> Dang it, Jane Austen. <laughs> Why do you hate to say it? You get it? me every time. Because I hate it. <laughs> because it, because it, it builds everything up because too much? it builds things up too much. I'm going to leave the day. I'm going to drive past somebody in a vehicle and decide that they're going to be the person for me. They're and I'm going to blame all y'all Mr. Darcy. for <laughs> it. Um, I'll tell you what, though. As as I definitely have an interesting view of romance because I don't have very much romantic experience. I'm only 17. Air high five. I mean, you are 17. You're I'm right. only 17. <laughs> but what I do have, I think I view romance not necessarily in a, like... I almost said in a romantic way, but I... <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that actually kind of makes sense yeah. if you yeah. look at the word in a slightly different way. Keep going. Because when I was little, I would always watch these Anne of Green Gables. Girl, like, things yes. with my mom. And Anne of 
Anne of Green Gables in the story, she uses the word romantic for things that aren't like traditionally yes. considered to be romantic, like just mm -hmm. things that are dramatic and fun to hear about. She calls them romantic. Mm -hmm. And so I think that things, I do romantic things all the time, you know? Yeah, bec well, because <laughs> part of romance sometimes can just be awesome and overwhelming feeling. Yeah. That is That is another element to it. Yeah. So sometimes when I say that, like, I'm doing something romantic, maybe I'm just, like, having a fun day with my friend. Like, yesterday, mm -hmm. my friend and I, we were, neither of us are dating anybody, so we went to Target and we bought, like, little stuffed animals for each other, and we watched Mean Girls and did our nails. Mm -hmm. And that was romantic. Mm. And that was fun. <laughs> How interesting. Anything else about the time period? A big part of that time period was the rise in, like, thinking for the individual and like poetry from this time mm -hmm. is a lot more focused on the individual rather than, you know, other things. And it was, yeah, it's an interesting thing to hear about. Is there a different type of romance, do we think, while we're talking about that? It, can you have different types of love or romance? There, there are typically, there, there had been research going on. So the Greek actually had, they do what, like um, four different types mm -hmm. of love and there was somebody i'm forgetting his name but he came up with probably ends with an this <laughs> like um, our modern person who came up with six types so you do you have the four there i have the four okay, can yeah. you read those and then i'll, I'll, I'll yeah so you've got my six eros and mm -hmm. then the second one i don't entirely know how to pronounce so correct me storge filio and agape okay and what do those mean agape. what kind of love are those so uh, Eros is the one we typically think of in terms of relationships, okay? That's the more romantic-y type, yes. right? Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. Eros was the god of love. Oh. Oh. Storge is the love we feel for parents, siblings, and children. Oh, okay. Filio is a strong, deep friendship, or perhaps like a bromance, as we might call it today. I love bromance. Philadelphia, so you have brotherly yeah. love. And agape is the love for country, humankind, God, or nature. Yeah, but it, I, I feel like those types are equating romance and love to be the same thing because I think that you can have many different types of love. But I've always considered, see, I think that you can have many different types of love. You can have love for many different things. But I feel like the lo like a romantic love, I feel like, is what is described as, Eros. like, I feel like, you know, yeah, romance I, is sort of that narrow, is just a definition of love. And I don't think, I, w I don't think it's like an over broad. So where they get know. that from is if you follow the, like, I guess, lineage of romance with that Z at the end Z. and it, mm -hmm. it goes places, it kind of leads it to uh, the word amor which is oh. love. And so that's how... That's so crazy. That's how kind of romance and love get this messy world of becoming seen as the same similar type of thing mm -hmm. when really romance is also used to define awesome or inspiring things that happen as well. But it, it's that lineage that takes us to the Latin word amor, amore, and then into love. That's the That's the muddy area it gets into can i tell you this, yeah please this, um this may or may not connect to what we're talking about <laughs> um but we're talking about love and early, earlier ivan was talking about how you know um at first people getting married and all that stuff it was like younger but then that, yeah. people right i listen when you speak yes. but then <laughs> someone does uh but then people started kind of like you know doing their own thing and like focusing on other things Okay, this leads me to 
one of my very favorite genres that may not be an actual genre is what I call geriatric love. Love between old people. <laughs> okay. Is my favorite. You just really like the first 10 minutes of Up. I love the cry. first 10 minutes of Up. <laughs> I actually have a list started of different movies. I should have brought it with me that include geriatric love. Mm-hmm. I love seeing things where people who are older, who are not necessarily like, I also think of romance sometimes and love as like between pretty people. I've quotes going with my mm-hmm. fingers, right? So I love things where because the definition of that is arbitrary, it, when, right? Yeah. But it, but whenever you're watching things, you hear about things, you just think, I don't know. I just always think of pretty people falling okay. in love, yeah. right? I don't know, and so so I love I love stories or seeing even like out on the street. I love seeing old people. Who are obviously like well anyway I love seeing old people holding hands. Why that might be? What I think well so and I'll talk about this in a little bit. But I also with, love awkward love <laughs> with romantic comedies that are in the world that we've so come to know. Part of the main ingredients of it is that you've got these likable characters. Yes, right, right? likable so, pretty people. <laughs> and I'm just like. So it, it, these these this geriatric that you're talking about is this kind of likable, you know. And then when two old people like this is like okay, think of let me set the scene. They don't know mm-hmm. each other. They're in their like sixties, seventies, eighties, and then they see each other maybe in the nursing home. <laughs> and then they get this giddiness like they're like eighteen year olds. I think that's the most precious thing. Mm-hmm. So sweet. I love that type. Of love and romance. I also love awkward love because I feel like these two will be my stories. It's going to be awkward or it's going to be old. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Now, the key to that one in the nursing home, though, would be is if they knew each other at one time, they went away from each other and then, and they, then they saw each other. Now that's that, a story. That's, that's another key thing with uh, romantic comedies. They have to have known each other, then go apart from one another to experience the world as it is supposed to be. And then they come back together for this great romance to stick. Mm-hmm. And that's what we like yeah, as a like, society. I've always, I've always, I've, but uh, <laughs> I have a, I've, that raises the question. Is yes. Romance Wait. is romance just like, cause, because romance sort of stems from that like courtship idea as well. It's, um, and again, it was only lasts like six to 18 months. And the courtship period is between like when you're engaged to when you get married. It's like when you get mm-hmm. to know the person is romance is romance, something that like continues throughout you knowing someone and loving them or is romance just the beginning period when you like woo the person. And then after that, it's like a different type of love. I think you can experience. always have the beginning period of courtship. I think it should continue. So it's not the yeah. Beginning. Yeah. I, I think you have it at the beginning, but I think it's something that if you're going to have a successful relationship, um, romance should continue throughout the entirety yeah. of that relationship. That's how you keep like uh, renewing the contract every 18 months, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta keep <laughs> like, all right, yep. all right, 18, 18 okay. months is up on it's this contract. Uh, are we going to renew <laughs> it or not? Uh, well, let me court you for a little bit, and you can tell me if we're we'll going to renew. We oh oh that's, our, that's your trial period. <laughs> that's You're your like trial DMV. period. Yeah. You, have a, you have a free trial of romance. <laughs> there, so I there was this one article I read that talked about mm-hmm. um, qualities of a romantic person. Yes. So. So tell me if you agree with these. Are you all? Do you consider yourself romantic people? 
You'd have to ask my wife on that one. I, um, I don't know. Ivan's romantic. <laughs> Ivan, are you Shrug. romantic? He I'm, is. One time shrugging. over the summer, um, Ivan and I and a couple of other friends went all around town looking for like gifts for his girlfriend, and then oh. he brought her to brought them to her work. Oh it was my very God. sweet. It was a lot of money. It was, that was a and grand it was very sweet. gesture and and very unexpected. Okay, before I get into these, okay, um, I want to share. Can I share two stories? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. My first story is of my friend who who was dating this guy who they're now married. And then my okay. second story is going to be about me. Okay. <laughs> about me. Of I love course. Me. It's about you. Um, okay. So my, my friend started dating this guy. His name was Katalin. He's Romanian. Mm-hmm. And um, he knew that she loved cereal. Yes. Okay. So. Love um, it. So does Ivan. <laughs> I do. Cereal he says so loudly. <laughs> so he was like, okay, I'm going to take her on this date. Um, so they like drove to the city and they went out like to this picnic and he had bought all these different types of cereals and like got milk, had it, (laughs) had it in a cooler and basically created the cereal bar for her in the middle of Chicago, like in in the park. I just want that. I would just want that for myself. That's like, (laughs) so like, yes, thank you so much. Thank you. And she just thought like she had mentioned a couple of times, like, Oh, I just love cereal. And so he had picked up on that. He had listened. Right. And then continued on. All right. Story number two Mm -hmm. (laughs) on one of the two dates that I went on. First date, mind you. Is okay. this still an agree or disagree thing? What? Because you said you originally said you were gonna say stuff and yeah, yeah. Say but then, but then I decided I wanted to tell. Okay, because I was confused as to <laughs> how <laughs> you wanted us to agree, disagree with the story. Agree. No, sorry. Cereal, agree. I agree. disagree with. I'm not <laughs> certain the story happened. I disagree. <laughs> exactly. I disagree. All right, I'm gonna tell you two stories, and then I'm gonna tell you like okay, the same for yes, things. Okay. I apologize. You sorry. Can no, it's okay. I changed what I wanted to do. Continue with the carpenter story. Okay. So, um, I was at the car mechanic, and as you're listening to this, you can maybe think about some red flags that are coming up. Okay? Oh boy. So, um, I was at the car mechanic and I was in my car leaving and um, I'm sitting in my car like waiting there's a lot of traffic this guy walked past my car and uh, looked at me and was like can I get your number (laughs) oh that's romantic and I said no (laughs) but there was a lot of traffic and my car wasn't moving he was like why not I was like I don't know you he's like but I could get to know you I was like okay because I only have one good no in me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So I said, okay. Okay. Fast forward. I give him my number. He calls me. We set up a date for later that evening. So we meet back up at the car mechanic. He brings me a dozen roses. This is all in one day? This is all in one day. Oh, wow. Dedication. He, he brings me a dozen roses. He says, um, do you want to go get some ice cream? I said, sure. I'm allergic to milk. But I didn't <laughs> <laughs> Still didn't have the no in you. So you expended your one for the day. Yeah. And he said, uh, do you want to ride with me? And I was like, no. He was like, well, can I ride with you then? I was like, okay. <laughs> you thought, <laughs> Still sure. not a no. Still not a no in sight. So we go to the ice cream shop. We're standing there. He's like, what would you like? I was like, well, I actually don't need ice cream because I'm allergic to, to milk. He's like, oh, well, I don't need ice cream either. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> perfect this see this is th- this could be taken in the start of a great relationship in a rom-com standpoint exactly or this could be or this could be like or this could be like a, serial a really killer. sad yeah. scary right. thriller movie yeah, right? about like yeah so yeah I've, so then yes. <laughs> we get back in the car we drive back to the car mechanic um and in the meantime he's like asking me these questions 
And then when we get out, he's like, I think you're a fine African princess. <gasps> okay, so we are not going down the rom-com route. <laughs> no, we are going no. down the bad scary, route. Scary, yeah. scary man. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, can I call you again, Zadar? I was like, sure. But inside, I was like, no. You still didn't say no. I didn't have a no in me. It was <laughs> my first date. I didn't know what to do. So anyway, he never called again. And I've never been more thankful. But... And Those, he's listening to this podcast. I know, right? <laughs> but I think about like other people would be like, oh, he brought you a dozen roses. That's so romantic. Mm. But in my head, I'm like, oh, but I didn't know you at all. Like, so it's I think on it's, the surface romantic, but once you think about it, it's right, not romantic. Right, right. How did. How so did you think. Get, let me. What? So from this, <laughs> I'm getting. The logistics. You. <laughs> You kind of equate romance to some type of time period, like knowing each other for, like, you can't be romantic immediately. He would have to have known you a little bit more. I think things. so, because I, I think part of being romantic is knowing what the other person would enjoy. Because what's romantic mm. to me isn't gonna might not be romantic to Chloe. I do so love it was, flowers. So <laughs> middle name is Rose. Rose. Your romance middle name is Rose. Yeah. Otherwise, romance could be creepy depending on on how you do it, and if you well, don't know, I was given the a bouquet of, of roses affection. in this in this fall, and it was very romantic at the time. Oh yes, but romantic. also you knew the person. I did know the person, so that's okay, probably yeah. different. See, that that kind of speaks yeah. to the yeah. Same well, thing. I think I think the the dozen roses thing was an attempt at. A romantic gesture, it but was. it didn't work because it didn't. I gave them to my friends afterwards. <laughs> oh well, nice. so so maybe they thought it was romantic. They were like, "Oh my gosh, thank you!" <laughs> in a like, different yeah, you way. You should have right? you should have told them that you just got them for them because you're like the greatest friend you. in the world. Yeah. All right, so we've talked a lot about rom coms, right? So oh, wait, can I share my qualities? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. share your. You have to get to the actual <laughs> agree disagree. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I so get very distracted, about. and then we'll talk about rom coms. Yeah. Okay. So here are the qualities of a romantic person that that this person has: affectionate, mm-hmm. thoughtful. Uh, mm-hmm. You said uh to affectionate. I plead the fifth. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> interesting. Moving on. Um, dedicated. Oh, interesting. Dedicated. Uh-huh. Um, a t- so because they're saying like a person doesn't just offer a bunch of gifts and sweet nothings with no real meaning behind them, so you have to have some like dedication to that. Like, oh, why okay, you know? yeah. Um, a tendency for big gestures. There's that big gestures thing right. again. See, that's right. still that's still where I disagree. I actually have agreed up until that moment. Okay, that point. really? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, sentimental. Okay. Present. Like in the moment with you, uh-huh. listening to you. That's probably where you get some of that information about mm-hmm. the person present. Right. I'm here. Yeah. I get to know you. And the last one is consistent. Meaning the romance doesn't fl- doesn't wait. You are consistently that right. Way? Mm-hmm. So like it like it's not starting at the beginning and then you're like done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nailed because it. that eighteen month contract renewal will not happen then. Right. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's we interesting. Do you agree with those? Do you think policy. those are good? I think those are good. I don't know that I would have necessarily always thought about all of them though, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Especially the dedicate. Although, can it be said to be dedicated to that one person? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, and I think they're saying like that. That's what separates a romantic person from a flirt. Oh, oh I see. Yeah, I think. Again, I I pretty much agree with all of them except the big gestures thing because I feel like what people think because I feel like big gestures can can be very romantic and can be a good thing. 
but I think a lot of people equate big gestures to be um, materialism. And I think that like big gestures or just like little gestures daily. Well, let me ask the definition of big gestures then, because the cereal thing over here, right? Mm -hmm. Could that be a big gesture, even though it's not an expensive trip to Paris or something like that? I think a big gesture can definitely be something like if you like know the person and know something that they enjoy, something they care about, like. I think that having like a more emotional, more like knowledgeable big gesture, because I feel like a lot of people like, again, you see it in rom-coms, you see it in television, you see like you hear about it. It's like a big gesture is like buying something big Mm. and like giving it to the person as like a a monetary representation of your love, which I I think is very. Here's where I'm going to kind of part with you there for that. I think the big gesture is the remembering and doing the small thing. Yeah, knowing, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Right, that that's massive, in, especially in our time period now, right, where we don't pay attention to people, we're not in the moment, we're all over the place, right? But when you remember the small thing and you act on the small thing, that's actually big. It doesn't have to be costly mm-hmm. or expensive. And I agree with that, and I, I support that idea. I'm just thinking, I'm saying that, I, I, it, it frustrates me that I think when people hear big gesture because of like what they, because of what they see and what they hear, they assume that it's, it's like just like some big expensive thing that's like that people and like when people do that, it's, it's trying to be like, here is a, here's a, this is this, this price is how much like I love you or something. Whereas really a big gesture is much more valuable and is much more realistically something along the lines of like remembering something about the person and pro- giving yes. that to them. Like yes. An so like the, so the romantic gesture could be, I hate romantic comedies, but you love them. I'm going to take you to that movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Definitely. Right? Did you like my segue to romantic comedies? I did. There? I like movies. That was nice. <laughs> All right. Movies. So Ivan's a movie guy. Ivan yeah. is a movie guy. Yes, he is. So, it might not surprise you, but many of the roots of rom-coms go back to William Shakespeare. I'm surprised. That guy. Shocker. Shocker. And specifically, The Merchant of Venice being the work that originated the modern day rom-com. They always get remade too, right? You've got mm-hmm. 10 Things That I Hate About You. You've got all these romantic things that kind of remake it in a different way. But that's... We're talking more than just remaking the Shakespearean shows. That one kind of stimulated them and set a kind of a plan for what a romantic comedy is and should have, Mm -hmm. right? So in The Merchant of Venice, there are these multiple relationship plot lines that form the central plot. But then these stories have these theatrical comedy events that happen and there are female love interests disguised as men, and then they become revealed mm-hmm. as these objects of desire. And that type of plot line for a romantic comedy is what is followed. Wow. Fast forward to the, the 1920s, and you start to see these romantic comedy structures reappear with uh, films like Sherlock Jr. and Girl Shy. Mm. Those kind of set the precedent for how the romantic comedy would become part of the movie now. Oh. And they they had some more warmth to them, and there was some sweetness, and that's what would shape the genre into kind of what we started to love and crave. Yeah. So then in the 1940s, we started to have more of uh, more of them 
start to take over and you had things like Philadelphia Story. And then the 1950s, we started to really get some celebrities out of it. Marilyn Monroe and Audrey mm-hmm. Hepburn. Mm-hmm. They were in some great things. Gentlemen prefer bonds and guys and dolls, things like that. I love guys and dolls. And, and then we saw in the 1980s a very big resurgence of these rom-coms again. Can Pretty you guess? Pink. Yes, th- mm-hmm. exactly, with, with that kind of thing. And then you had... When Harry Met Sally, which oh is my one God. of my I love favorites. That when, ha- when Harry Met Sally was sort of, is sort of like spawned into like the modern day. That's like what that is exactly correct. It basically, is like the reason that we have modern day rom coms. Yeah, it's like pretty it, funny. And they are who led us to Julia Roberts and Drew mm-hmm. Barrymore as we got into the '90s and the 2000s. Pretty Woman, Never Been Kissed, Notting Hill, You've all got those. Mail. Notting Hill is great. You've mm-hmm. got mail. And then the 2000s. <laughs> We kind of had the opposite attract love stories mm-hmm. like Hitch and Ella Enchanted, Cinderella Story, all those yes. types of things that kept us going. And then we get into the streaming era and people just keep gobbling those up and streaming platforms just pump out yeah, and, and pump like, out. And, and starting with like shows like I Love Lucy, it like invaded television too because you had I Love Lucy was like a big one. But mm-hmm. then now a lot of days, most sitcoms you see have like a rom-com central to their plot. Like any sitcom nowadays has like a a rom-com element to it that's like central to their core yeah. storyline like and if like, they don't i kind of come up with it on my own yeah you do oh, yeah. do you huh? oh yeah, yeah. Well, even with and it's pretty easy because yeah. like you have i mean like like literally the most famous sitcoms you can think of the office parks and recreation mm-hmm. you know um like new girl is a popular one right now like Love or like they're, they're all ones where it's like at the center of their plot is the romance the romance and the comedy that surrounds it right. i would yeah. even with children's shows like <laughs> With Bob the Builder, mm-hmm. I was like, I know that he loved Wendy. I know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put it into Bob the Builder. Yeah. That is it's romantic. <laughs> I, I just That's need a romantic them, I need them to just, like, make an episode for the adults. You know, for, like, for, for the parents and the caretakers who are out there. Here is your Bob and Wendy episode. <laughs> so there's actually a, a recipe of things that you need to include in romantic comedies to oh. make them successful. I don't know if Bob the Builder has this or not, <laughs> but oh, you can find out. So like we talked about earlier, those two likable characters, you have to have that. Likable pretty people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, likable pretty people for you, Jenna. Um, they have to obviously meet. There has to be a problem or a situation that kind of inserts itself into um. that. And then we can't have a romantic comedy without that great sidekick. Like like Ivan was talking about earlier. Shrek, for example, you have Donkey even. Oh, nice. The relationship has to be in jeopardy. Oh, there has to then be this light bulb moment <laughs> with a grand gesture or epic line that leads to the happy ending. So we are we're we're right around Valentine's Day now. Yes. Yeah. Right? What you said that so enthusiastically. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yay, I love it. Awesome. Oh so, do we know the first time that was ever used? 1960. <laughs> <laughs> You just made that up Correct. entirely. And no, I love I, your commitment. I knew that. Oh, you no, did. But it wasn't. It wasn't. It was well, way, way, way before that. So it, 1952. It, it goes wow, all the that way was back. Way, way before the 60s? No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it goes all the way back to St. Valentine himself. Yes. You know this? I do. Go, I, I you go. Up. The Valentine's Day. The Valentine's Day. The time Day. of the Valentine's. Mm-hmm. The signs of the Valentine's. So I looked into it a little bit. Yeah. Valentine's Day was sort of established around the 5th century mm-hmm. by the guy who sets up lots of our holidays, the Pope. Um, for St. Valentine, who and nobody's quite sure who this St. Valentine is. Mm-hmm. There's a couple different figures that could be this St. Valentine. Um, but anyway, it was chosen to be put in February, probably to attach itself to the Roman festival of Lupercalia, which was always goes a back festival. to the Romans. Yeah, yeah again, back to the Romans. Yeah, and you always get these names in tradition. You got I do. all that. <laughs> <laughs> I love talking about Romans. What mm-hmm. can I say? Um, so it's yeah. probably attached <laughs> to that holiday. Thanks, Ivan. <laughs> Just to sort of make it a Christian holiday so that, you know, there weren't remnants of those those dirty Romans around mm-hmm. in the medieval times when it's Christianity. And this holiday probably wasn't associated with love and romance and that sort of thing until in 1375, Geoffrey Chaucer wrote this poem called Parliament of Fowls, which is about birds mating. Mm-hmm. And there was a line in this poem about how birds mated around the time of St. Valentine's Day. Yes, spring. Yes. Spring being the season for love. So I was right. close. Ca- sure. <laughs> yes. Very close, Ivan. Very close. So close. <laughs> the time of changing seasons right now, right? So we're in this February, middle of February. Depending where you are, it might start to get warm and warm up into spring That'd shortly, nice. right? Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen here where I we are. I don't think so. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Cold, but yeah. but that reference to love being unearthed and blooming into this into this space oddly that's that's also where the 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 phrase the birds and the bees comes from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. because of that that poem which we're talking about i've got the po- i've got a poem here i'll read it to you for this was on saint valentine's day when every fowl comes there his mate to take saint valentine who art full high aloft Thus sing the small fowls for your sake. Now welcome summer with your sun soft that this winter's weather does off shake. Nice. So so that's really, really interesting, mm-hmm. isn't I that? I believe that also th- this, like, spring being the season of, like, fertility and new birth, I believe that's why Easter has the whole, like, bunnies and chicks thing, too. Oh. I think yeah, so. I feel well, like rabbits, rabbits mate in the spring, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have so things. many rabbits. And yes, rabbits do lay eggs. That is a very well-known <laughs> rabbit. Easter thing. eggs, not rabbit eggs. You, oh, fun fact about Valentine's Day. Do you guys know why like hearts are shaped the way that they are? Like little like cartoon hearts? Just share. What? Please share. It's 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 because if you took two human hearts and put them together, <gasps> it's like because of the way that they're kind of like offset, it like goes like that. That that's is, actually so cute. That, that doesn't matter. That's cute. I think so. It's gory. You find it gory. Yeah, I find it I gory. No, because it's like our like cartoon version of a heart is is t- it's two hearts together. It's if you take so two, two human hearts, hearts and put them next to each other. Equals love. That seems to me like something really extravagant. <laughs> that's the big that's gesture the right there. That's the big gesture is here. putting two human hearts together. Saying, and I so love you. I'm gonna sew two hearts together because I'm romantic. So I want to. <laughs> so romance, whether you look at it from the point hundreds and hundreds of years ago, or you look at it at how we've been trained today, Ugh. right? <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> through those rom-coms, right? All that buildup. I think we need to maybe reduce romance to its common denominator. We need to understand that it is, it's, it's about love. No matter the kind of love we're expressing, one of the ingredients has to be love. Chivalry, it's about doing something for someone else outside of yourself. And it should be a grander gesture. Not at all financially speaking, but mostly all about the pure, simple moments about understanding humanity and who that person is that you're talking to, who that person is that you're with in that moment, remembering the things that they care about, that they like, and therefore taking that small gesture and making it important back to them. It's easy for us to get wrapped up in all these big, grand things, build it up, get focused on all the things that don't matter. But at its essence, romance can be saying no when you don't like ice cream. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's listening to one another. And I think it's about being human with one another. Being, your, being able to be yourself. Being able to be yourself. With somebody else who's also being themselves. With somebody, that's Those right. Those two human hearts. Those two human hearts put together to make the commercialized heart that we all now know. Yeah. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to go find a garbage man. There we go. Well, my <laughs> friend. Garbage, garbage man or garbage can? That <laughs> garbage man is the garbage callback. man. In I the thought can. she said garbage can. I thought she was going to throw that. Up. I was now uh, takes us to the end of our episode. Aww. What a thrilling episode to talk about uh, in this month specifically. Yes. Thank you all for being with us today. My name is Dominic. I'm Jenna. I'm Ivan. And I'm Chloe. And we thank you very much, Ivan, for being a wonderful guest host yes, with us Ivan. today. I was fantastic Great talking you with were. you. Vote for me on the polls. <laughs> <laughs> Vote Please for me. join us uh, <laughs> next month when our word is consumerism. Ooh. Ooh, how interesting. It's not necessarily what you think it is. It's way more depressing. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe not, Ivan. Maybe not. You'll have to listen and find out. Thank you all for joining us. This has been One Word. We'll see you next month. One Word is a production of BFAC On Air.